Hey guys, it's Lauren and Avery, and you're listening to Reusability. We're really excited about our topic for today's podcast. We're going to be focusing on sustainable food. So yeah, we're going to start it off with what makes a food sustainable. So Avery is going to give us um, some information on that. And then we're also going to touch on reducing meat consumption, the best places to purchase food, Um, veganism versus vegetarianism. We also went to a farmer's market and made our own vegan lunch. We're going to do love a good farmer's market. We're going to touch a little bit on that. Um, also when you're at just like a regular grocery store, what kind of packaging to look for when you do have to buy packaged foods like pasta or sauces? Um, and then we'll round it out with some other resources that we love all about, uh, being sustainable, how the choices we make impact our environment and basically just living a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. So to start it off, I'm going to touch a little bit on what is sustainable food. Because it's a combination of factors, including how the food is produced, how it's distributed, how it's packaged, and how it's consumed. It's a culmination of everything in the food processing process. Yeah, so you can't just like look at one thing and be like, I mean, the world is just so complicated now that there are so many factors looking at like, what kind of pesticides are used to grow your tomatoes. It's not just like, oh, I brought my reusable bag to, you know, put my lemons in, which is obviously great. But But if the lemons are grown in a field that is wrecking the the environment around it, then is it really even better? Yeah. I mean, habitat loss is a really big issue with with sustainable food now as well that has to be. Yeah. And for one example, like crops being grown, there's when farmers grow crops, often they just grow one crop over and over and over again, like wheat every single year. And that's ah. really, it's really bad for the soil. I remember this soil. is like science yeah. in grade eight or yeah. something. You learned about crop rotation. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, crop rotation. And it's really important to, for soil health. And if the land ever ends up not being a farmland anymore, it still can, it still has nutrients in the yeah. soil. Another thing that like really surprised me was like how much of um, land is used to grow like yeah. food for livestock, not even for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. One, one important part of sustainable food is sustainable farming practices, which we just said about crop rotation, but there also needs to be low carbon footprint and it needs to protect the biodiversity of plants, animals, and the environment. So this is also when like buying organic food comes into play. So organic means that there are less pesticides used. So while it might not have like a huge impact on like the nutrients that you're getting from an organic apple versus a regular apple, the farming practices used are drastically different and organic is much better for the environment. So Um, it's also an important thing to keep in mind when you're buying food is the transportation and storage impact of the food if well we live in canada so if we were going to buy some fruit from say mexico which is where a lot of ours comes from like when you're buying berries and it's you know minus 40 there's snow on the ground you're like yeah these didn't grow anywhere near here (laughs) but that's a long way to travel and you need to think about that as well This also brings into play like genetically modified fruit. Like I know with cherries, 
um, they genetically modify cherries so that they can travel longer distances without being bruised. And Another important thing is if you are going to purchase meat, um, you should try to think about the uphold, like whether or not the business that you're purchasing from upholds animal welfare, which means that if does it protect the animal's health and well-being, is there pasture grazing, are the animals held in small pens and being tortured? So I definitely have a bit of a bias when it comes to um, veganism and vegetarianism and just eating meat in general. So I decided to go vegan um, at the end of January 2020. And I did it, well, I looked into it mostly for athletic benefit. So I'm a triathlete, so I wanted um, my performance to increase and eat. I wanted to be eating foods that really fueled my body. Um and then also, as I looked into it more, the environmental impact was something that I was really passionate about and was happy that I was going to be able to reduce my own carbon footprint that I was producing. So even with um, animals that are you know treated fairly and killed humanely and all of that, it doesn't take away from the negative environmental impact that they produce. So we looked into a study done by the University of Waterloo on the impact of a vegan diet on the environment. So the United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization says that livestock is responsible for producing 14.5% of global greenhouse gases. They also noted in the study that World Watch Institute says that the greenhouse gas production from livestock could be as high as 51%. So either way, 37% of the greenhouse gases that animals do produce comes from manure. Now this is particularly relevant um, to global climate change because manure produces methane, which heats the earth 20 times faster than carbon dioxide. A study done in the United States also concluded that going plant-based can save 1.5 tons of carbon dioxide per year. Which is hard to visualize. Yeah, I was trying to earlier today, but... Avery started, like, really spewing numbers at me, and I was just like, that's nice, that's nice. Yeah. Um, Much bigger than you would think. Yes. It's crazy, though, how, like, such a simple choice can have such a grand impact on the environment. So, like, a plant-based diet basically means that 85% of your calories are coming from plants. Okay. Can you still eat meat sometimes or is just full vegan well there's i don't know a lot of people like to kind of gatekeep veganism and like oh you have to be a perfect vegan and how dare you eat a slice of like mozzarella pizza that has cheese on it and from my point of view anyway is like i'm vegan but you know i'd say 90 percent of my calories come from plants but if i'm over at somebody's house and they're like oh guys we're having pizza for dinner you're not going to be like, I'm going to be like, vegan. I actually, I don't eat pizza. I'm going to say like, oh, do you mind just getting like a, a vegetarian pizza or a meatless pizza? Which usually yeah. they already have anyway, so it's not a problem. But um, there's a lot of different labels that people put on their diets, which I see as unnecessary. But like a flexitarian would be somebody who like is very conscious of what eating meat does to the environment. But on Christmas Day, we'll still have turkey and something yeah. like that. Um, vegan is basically like zero animal products. So it can become very extreme where it's like no cosmetics that were tested on animals, like no wearing leather or fur, which a lot of people don't, wouldn't do anyway. 
um there oh my god do you want to know something crazy Avery there are some vegans who refuse to eat at a table where other people are eating meat have you heard of that before no I haven't but I mean I guess some people are so crazy that they don't even want to see meat yeah it's like in protest they want to block it yeah mind but it's it's not good for someone to force their own opinions on other like people when I became vegan, so it's a lot of work. Like, I'm prepping all of my own food at home. Because your family is No, because my mom will decide, oh, okay, we're going to have, like, chicken chicken and potatoes yeah. for dinner tonight. Which is great, but I won't eat that, so then I yeah. make my own dinner. So you can't say to somebody, like, oh, my God, everybody needs to be... It's so easy to be... It's not super easy. Like, there's a lot of great meat alternatives that um, I don't think are talked about enough or... Yeah, incorporated into people's but, diets, but you know, start with meatless Monday. Mm-hmm. It's it's easier to like jump straight in to vegetarianism or veganism if you start if you build up to it. Yeah, one hundred percent. So like, for the first couple weeks that I was transitioning from um, eating like meat and vegetables to um, plant based, was I ate a lot of eggs because I didn't know yeah. what to do without. You know, yeah. like, and it's probably a learning curve as well. One hundred percent. Like, I didn't realize how many different ways you could cook a cauliflower, Avery. But now, like, oh my goodness, I love my cauliflower um, chickpeas. Chick- yeah, the s- chickpea sandwich that you made. Was yes. So Do we good. want to st- talk about this? So we okay. went to the market to purchase like a fully well ingredient. So first of all, off we wanted to. Um, buy ingredients that were locally grown and um with minimal packaging and then we wanted to create a lunch that was like completely plant-based well okay so first of all we went to the farmer's market and we got a loaf of bread for our sandwiches yes so we got that from a local bakery it was rye bread that we went for and it was i liked it yeah and then we went to like a vegetable stand and we got fruits and veggies for our salad Mm -hmm. and for the chickpea sandwiches yeah so in our salad we had um just some regular lettuce which we had to buy in a plastic bag yeah but it was grown in canada yeah so we were kind of like well it was grown locally it was grown yeah um, so we were weighing the pros and cons of yeah do we buy unbagged lettuce from across the ocean or well i don't even think they had unbagged yeah. lettuce well, like it, yeah it's just like a yeah you need so, to keep that in mind mm-hmm. Um, we also got some micro sprouts, which were grown like an hour from yeah. where we live, and they were in a plastic container, but it was um, type one plastic, which is the most likely to be recycled. So mm-hmm. we went with that. And then Avery, you brought your produce bags. Yeah. So my mom bought us like we have all these different sizes of produce bags now, and it's so we just <laughs> we just leave them in the car, and it's so easy. You just bring them in, and then. Instead of filling, instead of putting all your apples in this plastic bag that, like, you can't really do anything with after, you just have this nice reusable mesh bag. Yeah, so, like, for one of them, we got some um, cherry tomatoes, like, for our salad. And instead of buying them in, like, a plastic kind Mm -hmm. of net bag almost, um, we just put them into the reusable bag. And it doesn't make a difference, like, when they're weighing your produce. It's so light. It's It's not like you're going to be paying any bit more for it. But, um... So for our lunch, we did roast potatoes. 
So we were able to get potatoes at the market, but the ones we used came from a farm. So that was very exciting. (laughs) A local farmer just gave them to me. So we had those. (laughs) And they were very good. They were delicious. I love potatoes. We are going to post, we have a TikTok of the our lunch being yeah, made because i'm a filmmaker avery's just a little tiktok queen and then we also got some <laughs> great pictures so our salad was the lettuce then we had micro greens so it was like mustard like micro arugula it's so cute they're like tiny little things yeah. they're my favorites um and they're really good for you then we had some avocado tomato and red onion in there And then also in the market is like a vegan stand. So they do a lot of fake meats um, or faux meat, which we didn't purchase, but they do a really good salad dressing. Mm. So we got some of that salad dressing um, and that was our salad done. So then for the sandwiches, we had um, a chickpea filling. Yeah, and it was so yummy. It was made with celery, which we got from a local grocery store. Yeah, so we didn't want to buy like um, a whole thing of celery because we only needed like two sticks so we were able to do that at um, yeah. one of our local shops and then also in the salad was a vegan mayonnaise so there are two kinds that I've tried the veganaise it's Earth's Island which is very good but it's a lot more expensive than the Heinz or Hellman's I think it's Hellman's vegan mayo so the biggest difference is that the Earth's Island one comes in a glass jar, which is obviously better. But yeah. if you don't have like $10 to spend on mayonnaise, <laughs> the um, the Hellman's one is um, made out of soybeans, I believe. So we had some of that in there. Then our chickpeas, which we kind of half mashed and then threw in some red onions, apple, apple cider vinegar and mustard. And you just give it a big stir and it kind of um, replicates like a tuna yeah, like a tuna sandwich. Did, that's kind of what it reminded mm-hmm. me of. In like but texture and consistency. The tuna. Yeah, so we had, we played it all up. We had like our sandwiches, salad, and potato wedges, and it was very good. It was so yummy. Very nice. Then, oh my goodness, Avery, we also have to talk about the drink that we made to go with our lunch. Oh, chai. Chai tea. Is that vegan? It is. Chai is just like, so it's like black tea with a whole bunch of different <laughs> spices in it. But um, Lauren is a little bit obsessed with I chai. I have a problem. <laughs> I have gone through in the past two weeks four two liter containers of oat milk. So that's a little bit excessive. But we had, <laughs> we had our chai tea and... Um, Oat milk, which was really good. Now, I wanted to talk about milk because this is one of the biggest differences between vegan and vegetarian. A vegetarian would drink milk and eat cheese, and that's like all good with them. So it takes a thousand gallons of water to produce one gallon of cow's milk. Oh my goodness. Which is like, it's kind of crazy when you think about it like that. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes to non-dairy milk savory, there are just so many options and it's so exciting. I haven't really tried many different non-dairy milk options because I don't really drink milk, but the soy milk, the oat milk that you gave me Yes, we had oat milk. Very, it was very good. It tasted like normal milk. Another great thing about 
these non-dairy milks is that you can get them fortified so they have b12 in them which is um something that a lot of vegans and vegetarians supplement for which is great but it's also nice to have it um in some foods so that's one i would say con of veganism and vegetarianism that you have to find your nutrients in creative ways yeah i mean it's not that hard but you do need to you just need to be conscious of it that you're having like different protein sources so you're getting all of the amino acids that you need Mm -hmm. and that you're consuming enough foods high in iron because while a lot of vegetables do have iron in them it's easier for the body to absorb iron from meat yeah so while the meat might not necessarily be way higher in iron than like the kale the body finds it easier to absorb that meat so it's important to be like putting kale in your smoothies in the morning and yeah all of that but it like I loved going vegan and I still love the way I eat (laughs) because you just try so many different things and there's so many different vegetables you can eat and fun recipes and different ways to cook like food you know it's not just like you boil broccoli every night and call it a day Mm -hmm. like no 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 that would be so gross (laughs) Just boiled broccoli. Just boil up your broccoli, Avery. That's what we want. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about tofu. 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 I don't really eat tofu, but I want to start eating tofu more. I eat it a little. Like, I wouldn't eat it too, too much. Yeah, it depends on how you prepare it, right? Yeah. Because I've heard people say, like, tofu is gross, but I also think that they... Well, yeah. Had gross tofu. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't You have can good... have, like, disgusting chicken. Yeah. And, like, rank pork. Yeah. So, so you know. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite way I think I've eaten tofu is in, like, Indian dishes. Oh, yeah. So, in, like, um, a buttered chicken recipe, I'd replace it with tofu and just, like, pan fry the tofu and some spices and then put it into my buttered chicken sauce. And it was so good. <laughs> so, that so good. sound good. Um, but you can even just, like pan fry it like another oh another place where I had really good tofu was at this um pokey restaurant so those of you that don't know pokey is usually like raw fish so I got a bowl and it was their vegan bowl so it was sushi rice and then it had a whole bunch of like different vegetables in it and like such good dressings we need to go to this place it's so good and then the tofu so I was eating tofu with like my rice and guacamole (laughs) and they had these like crispy um thing I don't even know what they put on it but wow it was good so you know I think what a lot of people think as well when it comes to vegans like oh my god now I just have to eat tofu every night it's like yeah no you don't like you can eat there's so so many many vegan options that you can figure out how to make especially now that it's become a lot more mainstream I'd say it's Um, not just that weird lady Who's vegan? <laughs> the like, vegan teacher on TikTok. Yeah, what? Like, lots of people are making changes to their diet. Yeah, environmentally conscious changes. And it's also like, I think one thing that people don't nearly focus on enough is fiber. Like, I don't know. We're very like protein focused as a society, yeah. and obviously protein's important. Like, if I come out of a weight room session, like, sure, I'll have my peanut butter and, mm-hmm. you know. But you know what? Most people don't do heavy exercise no and like i've like never heard of somebody having a protein deficiency yeah like we get plenty of protein in our diets but fiber is so important for our digestive system and that's where like carnivorous diets or like really meat heavy diets just don't work for humans is that we need that fiber that you can only get from fruits and vegetables yes you can also get fiber from like bran 
Yes, like, and, like like my mom always makes bran muffins and they're so good. Yeah. You know what also has your daily fiber in it? Smart sweets. Have you had smart sweets before? You definitely have. Oh, yeah, those the, gummies. Yes, the Swedish fish have the oh, like fiber. your daily need oh, of fiber so in them. Maybe I just be just start candy. eating candy Avery instead of fruit. Yeah, I think I think that's what you're going for. Another really interesting fact I found was that it takes 100 times more water to produce one pound of animal protein compared to grain protein. That's interesting. Yeah, so the water, we're going to talk about the water crisis and all of that more in our next episode, but um, definitely something to keep in mind. Because I, like, I usually put protein powder in my smoothies, and do you use, like, like, animal, like, whey protein? Lately, no, like, we use... It, like, says, like, plant-based protein on the thing. So Mm -hmm. that's interesting to know that it's so much less water. Yeah. No, so whey protein is, like, a byproduct of cheese, of, like, making cheese. Okay. Um, So I, like, I was never able to digest whey protein. But I know, like, I've seen some people, like, just put, like, a massive scoop of whey protein in a shaker with, like, chocolate milk or something and just, like, shake it up. And I don't think I could ever do that. I do love a good, like protein smoothie with like my peanut butter almond milk dates some cacao powder we should do a little smoothie maybe we'll post some smoothie recipes up on our instagram our favorite ones i like to put like ice and then protein powder and then like water or milk and then it's like a milkshake but it's protein (laughs) yeah we also add some whipped cream on top coconut of course um actually my favorite vegan smoothie recipes come from this book it's called eat yourself fit and they have some really good recipes um just promoting everything we're just you know you guys should go buy this book buy the book i've never seen it but it's nice it's good i think yeah trust trust um so it's also you know the market is a great place to shop but it's also important to recognize that not everybody can go to a farmer's market or has access to that on a weekly basis so when you're buying from a regular grocery store, yeah, like, what you should be looking, at? be looking for glass, aluminum, and cardboard packaging because like these three things are the easiest for recycling facilities to reuse, and they're just overall better for the environment than mm-hmm. just plastic. Because I think once you get out of like the produce section in a grocery store, it's very much like, oh, okay, what do I do now? Like, how do I yeah. purchase? stuff that's sustainable like okay so this product is vegan but is it better than you know the pasta that has eggs in it that's coming in um a cardboard box and it's you know what it's all so complicated there's such a web of factors that Mm -hmm. you need to take into consideration so one thing that like we definitely wanted to stress is that like the world doesn't need three perfect people who are like 100% sustainable vegan like don't produce any waste like it's just everybody making an effort to be more environmentally conscious and care about what they're purchasing that really makes a difference because it's like seven companies that produce Mm -hmm. most of um the whole population of canada switched to different resources then that that would be the demand you need to vote with your dollar right 100% because it is hard to um have ethical consumption under capitalism but we have to you know take advantage of Mm -hmm. the power that we have as consumers as well so why while you may not think oh okay you know buying this tomato sauce in a glass jar versus the tomato sauce 
in like a plastic bottle or barbecue sauce, even something like that, is making a difference. It's hundreds of thousands of people doing that and showing companies like this is what we want. We want products that are sustainable, good for us and good for the environment. And this has this has been shifting. A hundred percent it has. Since the forties and the Mm fifties. Like we have been maybe not since then, but like I'd say in the last like ten years even. There's been a big movement for environmentally conscious buying. Yeah, well even did you see um the clock that went up in Union Square? Yeah. And it's like a countdown basically of when climate change will be irreversible. irreversible. Yeah. Which is like it's interesting that they put it on the consumers and nothing has been done for the like industries yeah because because it's not we really it's not really our fault no i mean we're young we haven't that's the thing and some people is being placed mm -hmm. on us and it's a privilege to be able to you know choose the the ten dollar mayonnaise that comes in a glass jar and not everybody Mm -hmm. has that privilege so we need to band together it's urgent now Mm -hmm. yeah it's like what what did the clock say when is it's like seven years 95 days maybe now i'm not too sure we're gonna be in our 20s yeah like i don't want my life to be over like 25 I i don't want i don't want that no no thank you so thank you guys so much for listening Some other um, resources that we love that are kind of along the same vein are, um, these are Netflix documentaries. So we have What the Fork, Game Changers, Cowspiracy, and Forks Over Knives are all pro-plant-based documentaries that'll give you some really interesting statistics. And um, Forks Over Knives... Forks Over Knives also has a website that you can go to for different recipes um, we're going to follow some of our favorite vegan yeah. and um, doctors always... and um, recipe creators on our Instagram. And you can always check our social media for more information and more resources. Yes, we're going to be posting um, all of the stuff. We'll definitely have some smoothie recipes up and I'll share um, the vegan profile where I got that chickpea salad recipe from. Another one of our favorite Instagram accounts is the Happy Herd, which is, I believe it's located in Vancouver, and it's just like an Instagram page. Um, it's like a, an animal sanctuary, and they have like goats roaming around and chickens and all of these different things, and they're so cute. <laughs> um, my violin teacher has a pet goat. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, she does. Crash. Crash just lives in her house. She goes on walks. Crash the goat. Yeah. No, my my violin teacher lives near a school, so Mm -hmm. she'll just take Crash on walks on during recess, and then the kids are so distracted. Like it's a like it's a full on like goat that lives like horns and everything. (laughs) That lives. I think it's like a miniature goat, but it's pretty big. Like it's not it's not a mini. And it just like lives in the house. Yeah, and it just like goes outside to use the washroom. Like it's oh my, it's potty it just, trained. It eats all. It's like my dog. Like it's like a pet dog, but it's a goat. It's a goat. It's friends with her cats, and <laughs> it really. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! Just thought, just thought I would share that story with you guys. <laughs> so yeah, you can check out the Happy Herd or um, Avery's violin teacher's house apparently for your goaty needs. No, don't go there, no. <laughs> <She doesn't. laughs> 
Well, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. We'll be back next week with um, an episode on the water crisis. Yeah, it's going to be super interesting. Super fun. Maybe a little bit depressing, but it's okay. Spreading the word. Okay. Yeah.